This is the Inspired Incompetence Podcast saying, don't give all your money to an actual rat as a restaurant investment. Results were not as advertised. How's everybody doing? I know that reference. That's Ratatouille. Hey, you got it. I'm good. I'm well. Quite well. Cool. All right. Well, that's good because we are still in Gallowspire. Oh, did I uh, say well? well yeah, I said never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. But we've got a new uh, addition to our group. Our Kisha old Kish. friend, Keisha Keish. He's the best around. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's not, he's not about to uh, win any races, I don't think. But he's definitely capable of uh, being a valuable addition to the group yeah he's, he's our beefcake <laughs> do you mean to say you're going to put him up front and absorb damage for I, uh, no i didn't say that yeah <laughs> we already okay. have one one npc to do that and it's not the best yeah yeah better than me though <laughs> so it didn't come up last time but our genus still has his daylight spell going, correct? Correct. What's the duration on that? Uh, I believe an hour per level. No, maybe 10 minutes per level. The daylight spell has a duration of 10 minutes per level. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'd say... Considering you cast that when you guys first got back into Gallowspire, you've had four combats, five if you count the Marigna the second time, uh, quite a lot of healing between combats, talking with Keisha Keish. I'm going to say you've uh, depleted 25 minutes from the Daylight spell. I think most of that was talking with Keisha Keish. Yeah. Mostly because I have all of my buffs on that are the same length as that daylight spell. So, like my perceived cues and um, echolocation and see invisibility, they're all 10 minute per level. As well as the communal resist energy, that's 10 minutes per level. Oh, that's oh, sweet. Although, that's who's got that again? Uh, everyone except Arginus and Gishgish. And was that. You strictly a spiteful decision, or was it like a lack of you couldn't target everybody? It was a bit of both. <laughs> he hadn't okay. moved. He hadn't moved up to the group yet, and yeah, and he didn't cast haste on me. You weren't there. Also, <laughs> the Elksy was in trouble. She needed all the AC that she could get in that. It, it makes sense. Though, if you that... want to help Elksy, you eliminate the thing hurting her. That is best done by giving me haste. You still had to move in the room. It wouldn't have done anything for you outside of giving you the movement. I mean, let's not forget that the person that killed the Marigna was Teobleth, and it was because he made a full attack with his... I think the uh, more important true. thing is the elf that looks down upon the elk would probably take it as a slight, because yeah. he views himself as like a level above the elk. Wow. All right, so you, so you guys uh, swing the... Northern door open. What's our uh, marching order? Teobliss in the back. Yeah, Randy and Thelias are in the middle front. Not the front front, because we got two sponge NPCs now. <laughs> All right, uh, Elksy will go in front of uh, Randolph then. And continue to be 
puzzled why everybody keeps getting mad at her for getting hit. <laughs> After you, Elksy. Elksy, what the fuck? You got hit again. Is Elksy the new Vipera? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I was like, I, I feel know, like very. I feel well, like very like, rarely do we have... going first. Yeah. I feel like rarely well, do we not. have Elksy going in first. Normally it's Uhtred going in first. Yeah, she true. just happens to roll uh, highest on her initiative. Well, yeah, she rolls high on her initiative, problem. and she charges into groups of enemies while we're, like, buffing up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Would you have her just waste her turn while everybody's buffing? Yes. <laughs> what a novel idea. All right. I can't wait until this costs the PC of don't, his life. Don't, don't, like, Alex, don't, why yeah, would you waste a fucking him. turn? Don't Duly listen to noted. him. Nope. <laughs> Can we put the caveat on? We only want you to waste the first turn if it makes strategic sense. <laughs> sure. All right, so you open the door on the north end of this room, and uh, about 20 feet uh, beyond the door, uh, the hallway takes a 90-degree turn to the east, and it goes down a very long way, uh, even with... Argenus's daylight spell. Uh, you can only see uh, 60 feet in front of you before the oppressive darkness uh, swallows up the light. But about a little over 100 feet uh, down that direction, uh, you come to a three way intersection. You can take a right, go south, and that will lead to a short hallway before ending in a uh, closed door. Or you can keep going east, and it looks like it just kind of keeps going. Can we send Thelias through the closed door? Yes. All right, Thelias. Does Real quick, Th- in and out. Does, does Thelias have dark vision? Yes. Yeah, the phantoms do have dark vision out to 60 feet. Yeah, okay. obviously. Everyone knows that. <laughs> All right. So Thelias goes through the door. Just in and out. Sees what he sees and then comes back in. You mean he like phases through the door, right? He doesn't like... Yeah, open. no, he doesn't open it. So Thelias phases through the door and he can only see so far with his dark vision. Yep. But there seems to be some sort of large black structure. There seems to be some sort of large black structure. I can't see everything in the room, but can definitely see that before the so the structure's straight ahead and it's at a very uh sharp 90 degree angle structure is uh, straight ahead and it's that sort of sharp 90 degree angle and before the structure there are two large statues that are both turned to look towards the structure and before that there's two large statues looking at it turned to face each other the statues depict a skeletal human wearing a large horned helmet. You guys get the idea? I just say whatever he says. Do you see any people in there, Randolph? Uh, I I guess not people, but anything moving? Don't see anything moving, just this black structure and the statues. Uh, Maybe it might be uh, if uh, you send uh, Thelias in a little bit further to scope out these statues. It wouldn't be the first time that we've come across a couple of moving statues. (laughs) 
I get a hundred feet on Thalias, right? Before I have to worry about it. So I can send him yes. in a little further. I'll send him in. Let's see. He's here now. Send him in another 30 feet to get closer to the statues. Standing closer to this structure uh, from the the vertical angles of it, it looks like it might be a pyramid. But oh, you can it... only see the northeast and northwest sides of it. Looks like some sort of pyramid. And Is that a door? There is an opening on the northeast face of the pyramid. There is no door, but uh, yeah, from where Thalias is standing, he can't really uh, he can't see more than that. Uh, he has moved far enough in to see that uh, to the east of this pyramid, uh, in the eastern wall, there is another door. And then directly to Thalias's east, so a little north of the door that is to the east of the pyramid. Uh, there's just another hallway that looks like it branches out from this room with no door. I relay all that info and I ask, well, what do you think? Should we go in and investigate? Um, we keep going down the hallway. Question. Would would my historical knowledge tell me anything about how the uh, Western Tyrant was imprisoned down here? Like, Could he have been entombed in a pyramid like this? Oh, shit. Uh, give me a knowledge history check. It's a 28. You are not aware of any uh, tomb he was specifically interred in. To your knowledge, he was, uh, like, he was, like, conscious, like, oh, like awake for his imprisonment. Okay. Um, I'll add that you, like, you know about the Great Seal. Uh, it was put in place after Tarbafon retreated into Gallowspire. Uh, supported by the three lesser seals that have by now been destroyed, the third being Invigil. The Great Seal just literally made it impossible to leave Gallowspire, whether physically, using teleportation magic, trying to burrow or blast through the walls, being ethereal, even with planar shifting magic, it was impossible to leave Gallowspire. So, it is possible that the Whispering Tyrant simply had free reign of Gallowspire, but was otherwise unable to leave. Okay. Well, either way, I, I, I hear Pyramid, and I'm thinking, like, was this, like, his tomb? But right. he didn't have a specific tomb. Like, this whole place was his tomb. So, yeah, I have no further speculation on what this pyramid might be. But a pyramid in an ancient burial tomb is uh, sounds like an archaeological gold mine, so I say we go check it out. Intrigue enough. That was my <laughs> that was my sort of inclination here. Much better than an, a room full of ovens. That didn't really strike me, but a pyramid? Statues? Now you speak my language. Well, the lies didn't see anything in there moving around, so... Might as well. I, uh, I beckon Thalias back, and uh, we open the door together. I push, he pulls. Has Magic Mirrors ran out of time by now? Uh, I'd say so, yes. Okay. And then I'm just gonna, before, like, while we were doing all that, if it had run out, I would have probably re-prepared it with a 
a pearl. Sure. All right, so you guys, uh, you open the door and you uh, move into the the room? Yep. Sounds like it. All right. What do you guys do? I want to get a close look at the statue. So Thalias came pretty close to it. I want to get pretty much right up to it. I'll go with him, kind of like hanging behind, but going to check out the statue. So each of these statues is 15 feet tall. I would have you roll a knowledge check, but uh, Keisha Keisha is also looking at these statues and uh, he's looking up with uh, hatred on his face and he says, "Uh, the whispering tyrant is the only thing greater than his magics is his ego. He would have giant statues depicting himself scattered throughout Gallowspire. So this is what he looks like. Indeed. What does it look like? Well, it looks like a, a skeletal human with a big horned helmet wearing just pretty plain looking robes. I guess Uchu would detect magic. So Uchu, you detect magic and the statues are not magical. The pyramid is a light with a powerful aura of conjuration magic. Well, this pyramid seems to be magical. Magical pyramid, you say? Tealith will walk up and kind of like touch give it. it like a, a, cu- a couple <laughs> okay. of quick little like taps to see if anything's going to like shock him or do anything before he just lays his hand on the surface. It feels like uh, it's a hard, cold stone. I'm going to, you you know, leave my hand on it for a minute and do my object reading ability. What's this thing all about? Uh, I don't know if that would work on a building. My God, yeah. it's Rocky Road. <laughs> you have to be like holding an object for that to work. I don't think you could do that with something so big. Uh, but you, 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 you can feel uh, the magics powering this pyramid are quite unique. Yeah. Well, then can I spellcraft to get an idea of what this thing might be doing? Sure. It's a natural 20 for a 42. Well, uh, well, I can't beat that, so. <laughs> well, you're sure you'll understand with that roll upon closer examination. You are sure that whatever magical properties this aura contains are not, uh, it's not anything that you can glean from the outside. But I'll, like, I'll let you retain that natural 20 upon going inside but from out here it it would appear that the pyramid itself is not magical but that okay. instead there are powerful magics housed within well it seems like we're not going to learn anything from out here in we go very well i am hesitant to do such but we got to do everything as a team so so looking into this opening uh you can see that there are stairs that descend down but it is pitch black and there is a permanent darkness effect inside the pyramid however uh daylight uh oh uh, supersedes that so uh, anyone with dark vision can initially see through and then as soon as uh, our genus uh gets in a better gets at a better angle to uh this opening everybody without dark vision would also be able to see so There are two creatures uh, floating silently in this room. 
uh, ghostly creatures, little more than dark shapes with two flickering pinpoints of light where their eyes should be. And as soon as you see them, like they're already looking at you, as one, they speak. Halt, outsiders. To trespass is not wise. One of us speaks only truth while the other only lies. I got this one. I got and this if one. that identity you can surmise, then from him you must beg passage, and from falsehood avert your eyes. D- is this the oh, uh, one question? Are you guys like going to enter this space, or are you just standing at the precipice? Well, somebody right. back there was piping up that they got this, they got Yo, this. Yeah, so. I got I'll I think Uchir would be just at the precipice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I uh, uh, I travel with uh, with some companions, so uh, I understand that trespassing is a uh, dangerous thing. But here I am. <laughs> the creature to your left. The pyramid brings night today. The one to your right says, "Travelers in the tyrant's lands are unwelcome." Oh, they are. Uh, it, I have yet to hear this rule from, uh, really anybody else. Uh, wh- who might you be? The one to your left says, The tyrant is gone, yet remains. The one to your right says, Time and death are synonymous. <laughs> are you saying that, uh, this, this space is outside of, uh, well, <laughs> time and space? Well, what are these creatures? You can give me knowledge religion checks. Uh, it's a 35 for Teolith. Uh, 26 for Utrud. Oh, I guess I should roll this. What's the knowledge? Religion, 16. Religion. Mm. Yeah. I don't have that. All right, Utrid and Teolith identify these creatures as wraiths, undead creatures born of evil and darkness. Uh, however, they are these are not normal wraiths. Did we fight uh, a normal wraith before in this campaign? Maybe. I honestly don't remember. You know that normal wraith is a medium-sized creature. Uh, these creatures are large-sized. Without any real context to know what's making these things special, uh, you still nonetheless uh, both rolled really well on your knowledges. So... I will let Utrid ask one question and Teoblith three questions. Any DR? They don't have DR, but they are incorporeal. I'm going to need some crits here on these guys. Um, is there anything special that needs to be done to permanently kill them? Because that seems to be a theme lately. No. Okay. Um, then give me one offensive ability. You got it. You know that their incorporeal touch attack, on top of the hit point damage it deals, will deal 1d8 Condrain. Oh! 1d8? Yeah. Alright. 1d8 Drain, which is worse. Hold up. And that was an incorporeal touch attack, right? Yes. Tell me about their, their energy defensive abilities. They have no special resistances or immunities to energy. Okay. So yeah, our genus, continue. 
So, uh, <laughs> uh, might I, uh, ask, is there, uh, uh, is there any way that we may pass peacefully, or, uh... They've already sh- given you a riddle. Oh, what, what was the ri- Sorry, what was the riddle again? Didn't you say that you had it? Oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one yep. speaks like, oh, I got truth this. and one speaks only lies. Okay. And, and we had to, like, avoid the gaze if that of identity, the liar. And if that identity you can surmise, then from him you must beg passage, and from falsehood avert your eyes. Okay. Um, I speak to the one, the red one, and I say, if, uh, <laughs> if I ask the other one if they tell the truth, are they the one that tells the truth? My mind is grinding to a halt. Let me let me process this. <laughs> it says, uh, this is the one on your right, and it says, the East is the only thousand-year-old thing that exists. Well, that seems false. Uh, well, what's this? What's this tomb thing here? Uh, it looks like. Uh, real quick, are we looking at either of these things, or? Everybody's outside the pyramid right now, except for our genus. Okay, so probably don't look at either of them until you know which one's telling the truth, and then you can... Right? Am I crazy? Yeah, basically we have to, like, ask for passage from the one that tells the truth while avoiding eye contact with the liar. We just need to figure out which is which first. So these things aren't gonna answer questions without, like, without a turning into a riddle okay. I mean they're responding to your questions but they're not they're, they're not, not answering you, yes or like, no <laughs> yeah to answer your question from earlier this thing in the middle uh, is a stone table featuring a hemispherical indentation perhaps indicating that some sort of object should be placed there but there is no such object there right now um, I ask the blue one with your eyes closed. With, uh, of course. Um, if I were to ask the other one if they tell the truth, what would they say? One to your left looks at you and it says, Every effort has its reward. <laughs> what? Alright, uh, to the east is the only thing that's a thousand years old. Yeah. And... Every effort has a reward. Can I make a knowledge check? Because Uhtred is definitely smarter than me. Or not a knowledge check, maybe an intellect. Sure. Yeah, our genius will. Yeah, same. That's a smart... I have an idea. I thought it was where Tom was going with it. Like, that was that classic riddle, but... Yeah, if they're just it is that classic riddle... Yeah, they just yeah, put a spin really on it where playing. they're not answering your questions. Yeah. Got a 21 on my intelligence check. And Tiablith had a 22. Don't worry, guys. I'll save you. That's a 9. Yeah. I mean, we all rolled how, the, how it actually is in the party. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good job, everybody. What about inside the tomb? Do we notice any markings or any, you know, any kind, anything that could maybe, like, be used to decode the riddle 
the interior of the pyramid is carved with unusual glyphs and arcane symbols, but at least from out where you're standing, you like you really can't make sense of any of it. Uh, Teoblith and Uhtred, with your intelligence checks, you're not really coming up with anything. In fact, you might even come to the conclusion, like, this is just nonsense. The riddle that we were given and, like, everything that proceeded, everything that followed that, this is just nonsense. None of this makes sense. And, like, not because I'm missing something. Like, they're just talking in in nonsense to say nonsense. Maybe. Or maybe that's the answer. They're both lying. And we just need to cross through. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. Nope. And the rectangular thing in the middle of the room that has that, like, spherical indent in it Mm -hmm. looks as if it was, like, a table, or does it look like it it was, like, a chest where, like, the lid would have a lid that would open up? It looks like a, a table, and, like, on top of the table in the center, there is, like, this hemispherical indentation. And it was the pyramid itself that detected as magical. No. There was magic, uh, I think, yeah, Teoblith determined that there was magic housed within the pyramid, and it was causing the pyramid to emit an aura. Like, the aura was just shining through the pyramid. Alright. Teoblith kind of wants to at least step around the corner to get a better look inside, and Mm -hmm. see if he can narrow down where that that magic aura is coming from. Careful with your eyes. Arginus definitely wants to take a step back at this point. Because <laughs> he's definitely slowly. <laughs> he's definitely not sure like that 13 is probably like I I can't I don't know <laughs> what this is like. Alright, so Arginus you take a step back as Teoblith is trying to get a closer look inside and at Arginus's withdrawal the wraiths attack yeah I thought that everybody what? roll initiative we couldn't solve a goddamn riddle they did kind of tell us like it's dangerous to trespass by the way the liar was the red one that's what I was thinking as well well can we is it too late to beg I'm not above like begging I don't think there's anything in Gallowspire that you could beg for your life and it would work. That's also <laughs> true. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Teoblith. 24. Okay. Uhtred? 28. Okay. Randolph? 13. And Arginus? 21. I don't think it's overstepping to say... Uh, take another five minutes off of your long duration buffs that sounds about right for checking out the room and all that you're the dm though who would you be overstepping let him ask this is this is a (laughs) semi-democracy so before we get into it uh the jig is up so i just want to uh just i just want to explain this whole situation because it's just it just tickles me so these two dread wraiths are just hanging out and when someone comes in they say halt outsiders to trespass is not wise one of us speaks only truth and the other only lies 
And if that identify you can surmise, then from him you must beg passage, and from falsehood avert your eyes. They then take turns speaking vaguely cryptic phrases. Uh, and in reality, there's actually no riddle. They want one or all of you to stand between them and avert your eyes from one of them, who would then start combat. What? Incorporeal creatures make absolutely no noise when they are moving. So, as written, it would work as as the one that you're not facing having full concealment from you. Uh, even though normally there's no, like, facing in Pathfinder. So it would just get its incorporeal touch attack against your flat-footed touch AC minus two. Oh, jeez. And deal 1d8 <laughs> Condrain. Uh, but you guys were cagey enough and hesitant enough where they were finally like, fuck it. All right, so up first is Utrid. Well, Utrid's going to go ahead and cast some greater invisibility on himself. All right. I kind of assuming Ghostum just inherently get to see invisibility. Yeah, that was not something we asked. And then Utrid's going to move in 20, 20 feet to his west leaving a 10-foot diagonal between him and the red red one. All right. And he'll use an arcana point to... They didn't have any energy resistance, or was that not a question we asked? That is correct. There's no energy resistances. Okay. He's going to put some frost on to the scimitar. Up next is Teoblith. Uh, Teoblith's going to go ahead and cast a mirror image on himself. So he has six mirrors... And then he is going to uh, take a five-foot step back to kind of clear the doorway to let the frontliners get in while still maintaining sight in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he pulls out his bow and that's it. These guys are all pretty good initiative, but not as good as our genus. Oh. <laughs> uh, our genus cast haste sweet and is going to uh, get the fuck back to the ship and make it out the doorway okay I think I got everybody this time this is the first time in like forever (laughs) unless you purposely excluded anyone (laughs) (laughs) it rhymes with Neoblith (laughs) (laughs) and now it is the Wraith's turn so the red wraith is going to use its spring attack feet, and it's going to move north five feet and come within touching range of Utrid, whom it seems to be able to see perfectly. Um, here we go. I got a natural 20. Oh, Roll again. Fuck. You don't have to get a natural 20. Okay. To confirm, that is a 22 versus Utrid's touch AC. Doesn't confirm. Okay. <laughs> Would that have doubled the con thing yep. too? Oh my god. Alright. Uh, so it reaches out and you are racked with pain and take 13 points of damage. Uh, I, I think I missed this when I first went over its con drain. I will now need you to make a fortitude save to resist the con drain. 24. 
you resist. Ooh. But after making contact with you, Uhtred, the Dread Wraith turns to the west and it phases right through the wall, out of it, out of sight from everybody. The blue Dread Wraith is going to do the same thing, but first it's going to move up. It's going to move north 10 feet. It's going to attempt to touch Teoblith. I figured. Natural one. All oh. right. 24 versus touch AC. Uh, that does not confirm. Okay. Uh, it will then uh, turn north and phase through the pyramid out of sight. Wait, north? Sorry, south. Away from everybody. And now it's Randolph's turn. Well, shit. <laughs> They're just gone then? And it's my Must turn? Must be. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a good plan, so... I'll hold my action until someone comes up with a better plan. Oh, you know what I'll do? Just kidding. I'm going to send flies after them. Okay. Uh, where do you tell them to go? Uh, whichever way they went. South uh, of this pyramid? Well, well, one, one of, of them, them went over disa- here. One of them disappeared through the inside west wall, and one of them disappeared through the inside... Uh, the, south. The, south. The inside northwest wall, and the other one disappeared through the inside southeast wall. So Thelias could just go around, and maybe he'll see them. Oh, you, could just, you could just send them like, over here to see if the other one's just sitting there. It's just out of sight. Okay, let's do that. Curses. Thelias <laughs> uh, rounds the corner, and yeah, the Dread Wraith is uh, just hanging out. Uh, hmm. Well, I tell everyone that I've got an, a visual on it, and that it's over okay. there. And I guess yeah. I'll join Thelias with my hasty movements. All right. Is that where Thelias ends his move? Uh, no, he'll go up a little further. All right. Well, I can almost make it, but I can't. So that's as far as I can go. All right. It's Elksy's turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Elksy makes a mental note that she's not the first one to charge into battle, so she has permission to uh, engage. And with her hasted movement she has enough movement to round the corner and then run up to that dread wraith and attack that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome uh so yeah Elksy is gonna go for a gore power attack do it that's a 35 to hit which will hit for 24 damage halved to 12 right and then it's Keisha Keisha's turn. Sweet. And he says, oh, Stay on your guard. They could come out from anywhere. Don't worry. I, I'll try to trap one. And he, like, uh, gets a tighter grip on his staff. Uh, he's going to go around the other side. All right. He actually does have enough movement to get there with one move. All right. Here we go. Once per day is a standard action. Shoki can use its quarterstaff to capture the soul of a creature at the threshold of death. Any undead creature, any living creature with zero or fewer hit points. The target must make a will save or be slain if living or disrupted if undead. Its spirit locked within the Shoki's staff. Isn't there... I mean, I guess he could have gotten rid of the soul that was in it from way back in when we first visited Dainese. Yeah, yeah, he's long disposed of these... 
there's no range on this, so I think it has to make a, I think it has to actually hit him. It doesn't say that either. Yeah, I'm assuming he's good. It's, it just says, as a standard action, can use your quarter staff to capture the soul of a creature at threshold of death. Target must succeed at a will save. Yeah, that's frustrating that there's no range. All right, so as a standard action, he has to try to make contact with his staff. 35 to hit, no problem. Nice. All right, so this Dread Wraith needs to make a will save. And if it fails, it will just be trapped completely in Keisha Keisha's staff. Awesome. That's why we healed him more. That's a 25, which will succeed. Uh, the, the will save passes. Uh, which is a real shame, but oh well. All right, so with that, uh, it is now Uhtred's turn. I can't really get to either of them with a single move action. Um, I feel like I'm going to end up wasting a turn if I double move action and then they just phase away. This might be super reckless, but I think Uhtred's going to go up to the like table in the center and he's going to touch, like put his hand out, expecting <coughs> he's going to touch something there. Well, actually, oh boy. with our genus no longer in the pyramid... Uh, you are actually in complete blackness, so you you can't see anything right now. So I'm just effectively blind. Yeah, you're. It's it's pitch black inside the pyramid. All right. Well, I, then I, I guess think, like you don't need to make an acrobatics check to avoid falling. Yeah, or I think something that's like that. that's, uh, something like that. Uh, I think the only thing left for Uchi to do is to try and make his way back out through the entrance in which they we you know we came in through. Okay. He's going to take a single move action, and I think he's going to cast Mirror Image on himself since this Greater Invisibility is doing nothing for him, and he'll end the Greater Invisibility. Well, yeah, he'll end the Greater Invisibility. Well, it's a standard action to dismiss a spell. All right, then instead of casting Mirror Image, he's going to cast uh, Displacement on himself. Okay, up next is Teobleth. Okay. Ugh. This is a crappy situation. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Teoleth is going to use his legacy weapon to bane undead. I'm assuming these things are undead. Is the the creature type? Yeah. And he will come over here to stand behind Utrid. And that's his turn. Arginus. Oh my god. Arginus is gonna go. I mean, if we're splitting the party, uh, Arginus is gonna go up. He will cast. Uh, he will cast Parchment Swarm. Alright. Hey, no spell resistance. Congratulations. Just half damage. <laughs> uh, actually, nope. 75%. Oh, because you have the ectoplasm bloodline. Yep. Uh, that's a 19 on its reflex save. Yeah, a 19 is uh, not going to pass yeah, no. that. So that is going to be a uh, 38 damage. All right. 75% of that is 28. Solid swarm. Okay. And that brings us back to the dread wraiths. The red dread wraith is going to reach out and touch Elksy. Let's see, 24 versus Elksy's touch AC. 
with all those buffs, Elxie's touch is 23. Alright, Elxie's gotta make a fortitude save. She gets plus two on the fortitude save. Nice. Natural 20. Oh, perfect. And then the Dreadwraith is going to fly back into the pyramid. Uh, oh, well. provo- Provoking an attack of opportunity from Elxie. Are you shitting me, Alex? <laughs> I nope. run all the way over here. He just flies yeah. back. God yeah. damn it. I know. Alright, so let's see. Elxie's still doing power attack. Yeah, that'll hit with her gore. Deal 20 points of damage. Halved to 10. Uh, blue Dread Wraith's turn, and it's going to reach out and touch. Keisha Keish. Oh, I forgot to roll hit point damage for Elxie. Hold on. Elxie takes 9 points of damage. Alright. Oh, it's a natural 19. Love. Uh, yeah. That'll hit. Wait, why do you love it, Joe? 19 to hit? Natural <laughs> yeah. 19. Yeah, against him. What, against him? I thought he was hit. Oh. <laughs> I heard that wrong, my bad. Hate. Alright. Keisha Keish takes 9 points of damage, and he's got like a fortitude save. That's going to be a fail. Aichi Mama. Keisha Keish takes seven constitution drain. Oh my god. Yeah, all right. Walk it off. He's a fighter. All right, let's see here. So that's three hit points per hit die. All right. If Keisha Keish dies this, like, combat... Like, we should have just left them in the fire. He would have been better off. (laughs) Jeez. Unless that fire would have, like, raised him as an undead or something. All right, and then the Dread Wraith is going to fly into the pyramid. That's going to provoke from Keisha Keish. Come on, Keisha Keish. Now put him in your staff. Uh, you can only try that once per day, unfortunately. Oh. But yeah, he swings. But he swings his staff as he's just. Oh! oh! I felt that one. There we go. Thirty-seven to hit. Thirteen damage. Psycho Pomp steal full damage to incorporeal undead. Uh, but Teoblith and Uhtred would both see Kishi Kish like doubled over after like he he took the swing and he didn't like straighten up afterwards he did, like the momentum just kind of like brought him to like just being hunched over breathing heavily <sighs> <sighs> randolph yeah what do you think turn, i should buddy? run around to the other side of the pyramid now and play play this game no you can do whatever you want i got a big brain move I'm going to come down here, and I'm going to wait for him to come back and give him the full fury. So you're going to hold an action? Well, I had to move. Yeah. So So you spend a move action to move. As your standard action, you can hold a single attack. Oh, hell yeah. And then if it comes back around to me, I'll probably give up and run back. But for now, I really want him to phase back in and then get totally clobbered. All right. Elksy. Oh, I tell Elksy to go, because she's so fast. So Elksy, go around and convince him to come back out this way. <laughs> oh, God. No, are wait. You sh- are you sure, wait. Randolph? No, stay there. In fact, let me heal you. Oh, thank you. If you heal him, you can't hold an action. 
Seth Elias can, but Randolph can. <laughs> right. Your right, right, right. Actually, yeah, like you've already committed to holding your action, so you Fuck. can't do that. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so tell Elsie to back off. But if Elsie doesn't go in there and take a swing, there might not be any reason for the red one to come back out. That's what I was thinking. However, it does seem way more dangerous to just send Elsie in there and hope that she can get him to come back out. So we'll stay the three of us as this sort of anchor. Like, if it comes over here, we're going to fuck him up. All right, so Elsie's going to just going to hold her action at Randolph's suggestion. And now it's Kishikish's turn. Uh, he's going to cast a protection from evil spell on himself. And then he uh, looks north at Teoblith and shouts, Do you see them over there? No, they're not over here. Get away from the wall. Yeah, uh, Kishikish will use his move action to move away from the pyramid and just kind of waits. Uhtred. All right. Um, I'm assuming they went inside the pyramid and we can't see it because there's darkness in there. And because we don't have line of sight into the pyramid from where we are. I mean, you can wait. Yeah, so as part of the tactics during this combat, uh, unless somebody has line of sight to these things, I'm going to remove them from the map so you can't see where they are. Yeah, I think Uchid's going to delay his turn until he's... Until... Well, he's going to delay his turn. I'll tell you until one. <laughs> oh. All right, then. Deal bluff. I uh, yeah, same thing. Teoblith going to delay his turn. Argenus. Argenus is going to do the stupid thing. And it's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Right here. This is going to be weird. So, like, Argenus is, like, uh, I guess I'm asking if I see, uh, if I see anything. If not, like, I'm kind of just, like, uh, moving forward, so like I'm looking on the inside as I'm moving. Yep. Uh, you take a pass in front of the opening, and you don't see any dread wraiths. Now, bear in mind, you can see to the limit of your daylight spell. Mm-hmm. He has dark vision, also. Yeah. At, which I assume also goes to sixty feet. Yeah. Yeah. So this is as far in as you can see. So, you know, could they be in these far corners that your vision can't see? Maybe, but... Why don't you just cast the rock that you have daylight on into, like, start into the pyramid? That's kind of what, I, uh, what I'm thinking. So, our genus is going to continue to move downwards. Okay. And uh, throwing a rock going to take up an action there? Yeah. Just saying, a fireball in the center of that room is pretty much going to hit anything that's in there. Is it? Like, that's what I was planning on doing, but I don't know if it's going to hit every corner there. Unless they're hiding, like, inside the wall, it will hit a large-sized creature in any corner. Yeah, so let's uh, do a fireball center of the room here. Does fireball have any kind of, like, it emits a magical light effect a part of it? No does not have the light descriptor i would say in like normal darkness right yeah it would work to like momentarily light up an area but not in magical darkness am i just rolling or uh yeah go ahead and roll damage all right 
28. So that would be 21 if they fail the save and 10 if they pass, unless they have evasion. Okay, uh, so Teoblith, uh, with no other better ideas at hand, uh, you hurl a fireball into the pyramid. Oh, you mean our genus? Yes, everything I just said before our genus. Uh, and there's this strange echoing sound, like you just struck this like hard metal surface with a hammer, and the space that you can see with your daylight spell, uh, you see the air start to shimmer and ripple. Uh, and uh, a creature appears inside the pyramid. Uh, guys? Guys? <laughs> uh. Our genus, the bones and skulls of countless smaller creatures dribble from the joints and rib cage of this massive skeleton. And you would all hear this reverberating roar sound from inside the pyramid. Well, I hope that fireball was worth it. <laughs> uh, it's now the Dreadwraith's turns. And they stop to focus on this new threat. <laughs> no. So, Arginus, with your vantage point, you can uh, see again the Dreadwraiths, uh, the, the red one at least, uh, phase through the southwestern wall. Like, it was hiding beyond that wall, so the, like the bottom left corner that nobody had a vantage point to. Uh, it phases up through that into the pyramid, and you can just barely make it out at the edge of your daylight spell. Uh, and then before you see it, uh, then dart to the north, where it phases through the wall again to attack yes! Randolph and or Not Elsie. so fast. Blast them. Yep. So Thalias is out of reach, but Randolph oh. and Elksie can each take their readied attack. Get them, boys. just out of reach, too. All right, this has got to be big. Big stuff, big thoughts, big power. Dice. Plus one scythe. It's embarrassing. <laughs> 31 to hit. That'll hit. Goddamn right. 14 plus 9 is 23 damage. Plus 2. Acid. Okay. And uh, energy damage is also halved. Yeah, fuck off. Yep. That's all right. Elksy's, Elksy's turn. Yep, she's going to power attack that wraith. Natural three will still hit. Yes. Wow. I softened him up. <laughs> All right. It's 26 damage, halved to 13. All right, and now the Dreadwraith is going to reach out and take a swipe at Randolph. <gasps> That is 22 versus Randolph's touch AC. Uh, give me one sec. Before I look this up, I'm going to use any bonuses I have from the Harrow. Uh, I guess I don't have any for that. Oh, uh, I, I, th I thought I had something. Oh. All right. What was it? 22? Yes. Against my touch? Oh, God. Yeah. My touch is 15. Okay. You take seven points of damage and give me a fortitude save. Okay. Now the fortitude save is where... That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to... I'll use a plus one on any d20. Okay. Right. So this will have a plus one on it. 26. 
26 passes. Fuck yeah. All right? And then Get out of here with that shit. The Dread Wraith gets out of here with that shit, and it retreats back inside the pyramid. Yes. Wait, didn't it come out? It came out, attacked, and moved again? Yeah, it's using spring attack. Yep, they are dicks. Yep. And it is now the blue Dread Wraith's turn. Jeez, I think it's just going to go after Kishikish Kish again. So first it's going to fly northeast, and then it's just going to shoot out to the east to touch Kishikish. Kish. Uh, Teoblith is at... No, you delayed your turn. Yep. All right. Touching on Kishikish. Kish. Natural one. Oh. Yes. All right. Let's see. That's it's the Kishikish Kish difference. <laughs> That's a 24. Versus Kishikish's touch. All right, won't confirm. All right, so that's the end of the Dreadwraith's turns. Do we have any delayed turns that wanted to go off? Oh, yeah. if the blue one's staying there, I'm absolutely taking mine. But Uhtred, yeah. Uhtred's higher, so he he gets to go first. Uh, Uhtred's going to charge up and take a big old swing at this guy. That's going to be a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Okay, it's 9 slashing damage and 4 cold damage. Alright. Teoboth. Alright, Teoboth's going to take a full attack on this thing. Uh, not going to use my insight. So, full attack, deadly aim, haste. First shot is a natural 1. Uh-huh. So, first things first, we'll roll to confirm. That's a 31 to confirm. Does not confirm. Okay. Second shot is a 36. That'll hit. So that deals... 24 and 8 is 32 damage. Uh, the hasted attack is a 34 to hit. That'll hit. So that is 23 damage. And the last shot's a 29. That'll hit. For 24 damage. Okay. And it dies. <laughs> no. All of those were halved. Yeah. God, that many shot would have done so much damage, too. Okay. Uh, it's now Kishikish's turn. Uh, he's going to cast another spell. Uh, he can cast uh, Mass Cure Moderate Wounds at will, but it can only be used to harm undead. Uh, so he's going to target the Dreadwraith, who needs to make a will save. 24 will pass. So it'll take half. That's 21 before being half, so it takes 10 points of damage. And he's then going to move 30 feet north, so he is not... Uh, a tempting target for this dread wraith. That brings us to uh, to this big guy inside the pyramid. Wasn't his turn forming? Last no. turn, <laughs> maybe. Doesn't all this kind of feel like our genus's fault, <laughs> on some level, you know? So, our genus, <laughs> you you see this thing uh, lumber ten feet forward, and while it looks like it could squeeze its way through the uh, the opening in the pyramid. Instead, it's just going to reach a long, bony limb out at you. Uh, if I didn't say so already, this thing is huge-sized. Yeah, I, 
I gathered. All right. Just making I, sure. I, uh... That's a 33 to hit. Yeah, that hits. You take 26 points of damage. Ugh. And that's a 37 to grab. Oh my god, yeah, grab me. Yo, I, I start, like... Uh, uh, our genus just... Huh? Guys! Guys! Big problem! Big problem! <laughs> Tubla just looks over, sees this giant skeletal arm stick out of the pyramid, like, what the hell is that? And now it's Uhtred's turn. Yep, well, Uhtred's got a, a wraith right in front of him, so he's going to take a full round attack on it. Alright. Oh my god. Whoa! The first one, first attack is a 36 on a... Um, a uh, uh, crit threat. That'll threat. It's a uh, 46 to confirm. That'll confirm. Alright, this slashing crit is called... Well, first off, this is a fan crit. Ooh. From, oh. Yep, from our very own Leia Richter. And very the slashing nice. crit here is called In the Face. Uh, double damage, and the target is blinded for 1d4 rounds. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, uh, that's my fault for letting it get this far. Uh, unless you have a ghost touch weapon, you cannot crit an incorporeal creature. Uh, no, I think I can because of my Sunstriker feat. Specifically mentions uh, that uh, like incor- it calls out incorporeal creatures in the text. Let's see. Maybe incorporeal hit against another creature. Your attack bypasses all DR, deals full damage to incorporeal creatures, and acts as though it has the flaming burst weapon. Oh. God damn. Yo. My In bad. the face. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. I, und- undead are not immune to the blinded condition. So I actually love the idea of this Saren Ray charged sword slash. Uh, the goddess of the sun just using her deific fire to literally burn out the sight of this dread wraith in the uh, face <laughs> in the face how much uh damage okay so it's gonna be 20 slashing damage which takes all of it mm-hmm. uh one frost damage and then 13 fire damage all right do I need to keep going? Yeah, you gotta keep going. Alright. Second attack is a 28 to hit on a crit threat. That'll threaten. And it's a 31 to confirm. That'll confirm. Alright. This one is called an overhand chop. It's double damage and 1d4 bleed. So, double damage. Okay, so we're gonna have 20 slashing damage. One frost damage again. And four fire damage. But wait. Very nice. There's more. Hasted attack. All right. That's a 27 to hit. 27 will hit. That's going to be for 11 damage and ever consistency, one frost damage. (laughs) Well, you definitely, uh, you definitely lit that dread wraith up, but it is not destroyed yet. Boo. Uh, wait a minute. You had delayed your turn. We've gone too far. Yeah. 
<sighs> I hate it. Well, all right. Uh, so I guess we'll just leave Uhtred there. It was by the the blessings of Saren Ray that he was able to go when he did. Uh, Teoblith will remain in his spot in initiative. All right. So up next is Arginus. A very panicked Arginus. Yes. Um, a, a grappled Arginus, really. Yes. Um, well, they can both be true. All right, so Arginus knows that he's not making it out of this grapple, but alive. at the very least, he, what? I said alive. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, he might be able to cast a fireball on this. It's uh, a hell of a tough concentration check to cast while grappled. Yeah. Because I think it's like against his CMB or something. It's stupid hard when you're grappled. Can't you... I, I don't know if you'd have to concentrate for this too, but can't you turn to like ectoplasm and kind of just loop your way through or whatever? I believe that's a spell-like ability, so you would have to concentrate. If you want to delay until after my turn, I can help you out. I don't know if you have any ace up your sleeve that you're waiting to pull, but... Uh, no, what? Well, I don't know how this would work. It's not really an ace, it's more of like three or four in the card set, but... Like, that doesn't sound great. Decompose corpse? It's still a spell. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, maybe? Alright. Um, Sounds like either way you're gonna have to make a tough roll here. Yeah. To figure out what you want it to be on. You can either delay your turn altogether and see what Teoblith can do. Or if you want to cast a spell, you're probably looking at a natural 20. Yeah. Get it uh, off. Or if you want to try to escape, a natural 20 on CMB will always escape a grapple. All right. But um, that would leave you just next to it and still subject to tax opportunity and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait this one. I'm gonna see. Uh, I gotta wait my turn. See if my uh, calls for uh, help arrive. All right, it is the Dreadwraith's turns. So we'll start with Blue, the one that had just gotten blinded, something it probably was not worried about in the slightest. And it's going to just blindly lash out at Uhtred. One way or another, I was gonna get in concealment from it not seeing me. <laughs> that is a 25 versus Uhtred's touch AC. Uh, that would hit. Okay, so now it's got a 50% chance to miss. Would you like highs or lows? I would like highs to be a miss. 78. Highs always, baby. Boom. Um, I think he's just going to stand his ground after that. Uh, up next is red. Did I, like, skip a bunch of people? I think you skipped Arginus, or uh, Randolph and Thalias in there, and Elksy. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Would Okay, so r- real quick, Randolph, Thalias, and Elksy, are you going to continue holding your turn? Hell no. We just heard that there was some huge thing attacking everybody. Okay. Pyramid. All right, well, it is there. Randolph's turn. All right, I uh, do the only logical thing and hop on Elksy and have her take me over there. You're hasted, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. movement. I'm sorry, is Elksy hasted? Yeah. Yeah. So I am speed. 
All right, I'll just go over myself. So, Would have been awesome, though. I like how it's a sentient creature, and you're just like, I'll ride it like it's a burst of beating. A beast yeah. of burden. Bur- no, I like burst of beat. <laughs> yeah, I'll just run. It's probably safer that way anyway. Oh, you can get right here. That's not very far. I thought I was hasted. I mean, yeah. But that, bring you, that brings your movement up to 40. So you can get there with a move action. You can take a second move action to go yeah, farther. second move action. Uh, as soon as you're on that corner, you yeah, you'd see this like enormous skeletal arm reaching out of the opening in the pyramid, and our genus is freaking out in its grasp. Uh, yeah, well, Thelias is coming with me for some AC, and we're going to womp on that thing. He gets right. to go further. So he goes yeah. to where I am plus 20. Yes. So he can get all the way here. Here? I guess that doesn't really help. He can't attack. Well, I'm I'm picked up right now, right? You're just grabbing. No. Yeah, okay. So that was a move action from each of you. Are you taking a second? Are you taking your standard action to do anything? I'm going to take a double move on Randolph to get to, looks like here. Well, Elias, did he take a double move to get there? That's right. Yeah, so he'll take a double move and actually get in front of this thing. Perfect. 60 plus 20. 80. All right. Uh, Elksy's turn. She's going to also head over. Not much she can do from there, though. I guess she's going to... She's going to make an attack roll to aid our genus to give him a plus two to his AC slash CMD. I'm not sure if that would work to give him a plus two to his CMD, but... Give it a can, shot. She, can she attack the hand that's holding me? No. Um, you know what? Sure. She, she'll have to make a, a called shot. To hit the hand. She can do a critical called shot to the hand. They drop whatever they're holding. She will try. Power attack. Natural 19 for critical threat. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Oh, my God. Natural one. Easy come, easy go. I think it's a penalty to deaths, which should play to your favor. All right, so that's 19 to hit. Or 19 damage, that is. Alright, called shot to the hand for 1d4 rounds, any attack rolls, damage rolls, ability checks, or skill checks made using the wounded hand take a minus 2 penalty, including attack and damage rolls with two-handed weapons. In addition, the target takes a minus 4 penalty to its CMD to resist disarm attempts and drops its weapon, if any, on an attack roll result of a natural one. So, 1d4 rounds, one round. Of course. Yep. Okay, uh, now we go back in, so we did a little time warp there, uh, now we, now we are at the Wraith's turns, so Blue already went, flailed wildly, alright, so I just mapped it out, and the Red Dread Wraith has enough movement to, uh, emerge from the northwest wall, go, aha, see that nobody's there, and then go straight east, and end its turn adjacent to our genus and also be in within reach of Randolph, Elxie, and Thelias. And it's going to reach out and attack Randolph. No. That's a 30 versus your touch AC. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would beat everything except my actual AC. Okay, you take seven hit point damage and give me a fortitude save. 
I am going to hero point this. Okay. For plus eight a Rooney. Okay. Probably didn't need it. <laughs> 26 plus eight, 34. All right. You resist the Condrain. All right. And it is now Teoblith's turn. Okay. Teoblith is going to run up and do something that he never does and kind of get right in the middle of things. But he needs to get up there to cast a freedom of movement on our genus. Oh, oh. damn. Oh. All right. All right. So let's see. So this big guy is technically grappled, so he can't make an attack of opportunity. Uh, the Dread Wraith. Uh, as far as I've ever been aware, like an undead creature's incorporeal touch is considered like a standard action so it doesn't it can't use that as an attack of opportunity i could be wrong but as i said this fight is out of control so <laughs> i'm pretty sure uh it can't make an attack of opportunity so yeah teoblith marches right up and hits Arginus with freedom of movement and Arginus, you slip right out of the grasp of this creature oh my god <laughs> and uh holy shit Teobleth you can make a knowledge religion check on this thing as can Randolph oh uh, hell yeah I guess uh Kishi Kish will too that's a 36 and uh 14 and uh Uhtred you can make one too as everybody uh shouts out loud as they identify this creature as a Gashaduk Gasha Dokuro. We should get a 28. So, Teoblith, you can ask three questions about Gasha Dokuro's. Uhtred, you can ask two. And Kishikish will ask one. Let's start with the classics, uh, DR. It has DR 10 that can only be bypassed by bludgeoning weapons. Okay. Uh, let's go with energy defenses. It doesn't have any special... Resistances or immunities to energy attacks. All right. And last up, how does it perceive? You know that it has dark vision. Okay. I'll take one cool offensive ability. Uh, sure. And as I'm... I kind of pulled this guy uh, in a hurry without giving you too much context of what's going on in this end of things. So I kind of didn't notice this until just now. Um... I'll give this to you, Uhtred, for knowing this as I uh, tell everybody to make a fortitude save versus everybody. this creature's. Yep, versus this creature's starvation aura. Oh, come on! Fuck off! Oh, what's the radius on his aura? Sixty feet, and it goes through walls. I mean, we can we can do line of effect. It'll still hit you. Now, how does my ring of sustenance interact with that? Well, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, so the starvation aura, uh, each, creature, each creature within 60 feet needs to make a fortitude save or be fatigued and succumb to the supernatural starvation of the Gashadakuro. Taking non-lethal damage at the end of its turn, each round it remains in the aura. Even after leaving the area or slaying the Gashadakuro, an affected creature continues to starve and cannot heal from non-lethal damage dealt by this ability until it consumes food. So where are we on those fortitude saves? Uh, 33. That's a 29 for Teoblith. Yeah, so a 22. 
All right, so that will fail. Uh, you are fatigued, and you're going to take non-lethal damage at the end of your turn. Uh, so yeah, uh, Uhtred knows all about the Starvation Aura. Okay. Um, oh yeah, what do I got? One more? Yes. Uh, let's go HP game. Let's go 115. All right, so now Kishikish Kish gets one question. Uh, he knows about its corpse consumption. In addition to knowing that it has the Swallow Hole ability, so oh, congratulations, Regenus. <laughs> a creature killed by its Swallow Hole ability autom- uh, automatically... It automatically consumes the victim's body and regains a number of hit points equal to the victim's constitution score. Consumed creatures cannot be resurrected by any effect short of a miracle or wish spell after the Gashidoku is destroyed. Alright, so that concludes Teoblith's turn. Randolph. <laughs> um, oh no, actually, Arginus is going to hop in. Ah, yes. Um, Arginus is going to take a... <laughs> You got freedom of movement. Just get the oh, hell out yeah, of there. Oh, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> and uh, separating myself wildly. Okay, freedom of movement, unfortunately, does not save you from attacks of opportunity. Well, I'm also doing a, um, what is it? Full withdrawal. Full withdrawal. All right, that will let you get to this square without provoking, but then you will provoke, and it has far enough reach. <sighs> So, fortunately, it can't grab you all over again, but that's going to be a 34 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought that was the move. You're going to take 21 points of damage. Ugh. As its bony claw reaches after you and it just, it just, like, gouges the shit out of your back as you run away from it. Okay. Uh, now it is Randolph's turn. I'm going to take a five-foot step, and I'm going to attack red. Okay. Okay. That's a 20 to hit? 20 will not hit. Ooh. Okay. Well, don't worry. I've got more in the tank. Okay. Uh, it's a 28 to hit. 28 will hit. Okay. That's a 21 damage and five acid. Okay. And now Thalias gets his dedicated slam on this wraith because oh, of hit Randolph. Yeah. Right, he does. Remember haste also. Oh, yeah, so Randolph oh, yeah, gets I a should... haste attack. Yeah, yeah. 25. 25 hits. Okay. That'll be 21 damage and one acid. Okay. And now for the real fucking money. Phantom Thalias, dedicated slammeroo. Hell yeah. And he is going to slam that red one. Because okay. I just want that to die. Yep. And Thalias being made of ectoplasm will deal full damage to it. You're goddamn right he will. That's uh, 32 to hit. That'll hit. 15 damage and one fire. Okay. Uh, and slam number two is a 25 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, yes. That's right. 17 damage and one fire. Okay. Uh-huh. And he is also hasted. Yep. Ugh, 24. That'll hit. Yes! 19 damage and one fire. It's still up. Oh, fuck off. God damn it. Elxie's turn. Elxie's gonna five foot step and try to finish that fucking wraith off. Natural three still hits. That girl. 
for 24 damage, halved to 14, and Elksy finishes off the red wraith. Yeah, Elksy. Uh, she'll then turn her attention to the Gashidakuro and finish her full attack. Power attack. Natural 20. Yup. 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 36 to confirm, which confirms. All right. We have a pierce, right? This is a gore piercing crit? Yup. All right. This is an organ scramble. <laughs> wow. Uh, double organs damage. are just bones. Double damage and 1d6 con damage. All right. Double damage it is. Oh! Wow. Elksy scrambles this thing's bones for 50 points of damage, uh, reduced to 40 after uh, DR. But now Elksy gets to make hoof attacks. And hooves are bludgeoning, so they're going to bypass DR if she hits. Yep. First hoof doesn't hit. And second hoof also doesn't hit. It's Keisha Keisha's turn. I think Keisha Keisha's going to uh, hold his action. If anybody comes within range, he'll smack him. Because you know, he can't really contribute anything to this bottleneck that you guys have going. Ugh, I am right in the front of the bottleneck. Yep. Okay. And that brings us to the Gesha Dekuro. I mentioned it when it was first uh, when it first appeared, but I'll reiterate now uh, that bones and skulls of countless smaller creatures dribble from the joints and rib cage of this massive skeleton. So it literally is just like filled with bones. It's going to take a five foot step to the south, and then it's going to rear back almost like it's taking a deep breath. And then it's just going to spew a 30-foot cone of bones out the exit of this pyramid, hitting Randolph, Elksy, Thalias, and Teoblith. All the important people. Oh, and Uhtred. No, Uhtred's down here. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. He's just... <laughs> <All right. laughs> Try to exclude uh, their genius. <laughs> I'm going to need reflex saves from those four next week. Oh, on the Inspired oh, Incompetent yeah. Alex, no. Podcast. Oh, That's not yeah. fair. That's not fair. See ya! See ya. You know I hate when you